Today we'll be talking about Married at First Sight, season 15. I didn't write down the episode number, but it's titled Baby Steps. God, someone's going to be like, this fucking podcast is trash. They don't even know what episode we're on. <laughs> I could just look at our own podcast page, but it's okay. I didn't think about that this before is, we hit this record. This is a casual conversation between two fans of the show. Yeah. Get off our fucking backs. Do you want to go in order, or do you want to talk about any of the hot button items first? Honestly, everyone had, well, everyone except for Lindy and Miguel, pretty much had something to bring this episode, so it doesn't really matter. We can probably start with Lindy and Miguel, since they probably have the least amount to go with. What are you talking about? McGindy. McGindy was cool, but McGindy was placed there because there's nothing going on. That's exactly how I took it. We've never seen this before. Like, this is totally new. Also, I kind of wish they gave everyone babies, even the the couples that we know are going to say no. The couples having issues, <laughs> they have to split custody. They Just have anything. to communicate. Like, I'm going to give you the child at this time and day. Can you imagine Alexis and Justin with a baby? Alexis would be like, that baby fucked up. You got to take him to a camp. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> you got to take it to baby prison. <laughs> yeah. That's fucked up. I have so much to say about them. I'll, I'll hold it, though. So starting off with Lindy and Miguel, we see a little baby arrive at the door. By the way, it didn't catch on on Twitter, but I thought I was so fucking creative by saying the baby's name could have been Linguini. Oh. <laughs> Fuck. I mean. It kind of works. In my head, it works. I just thought it was funny. I kind of loved how scared of the baby Lindy was. I didn't know, this must be one of those advanced babies you get to see if you're ready, because there's all kinds of feeding, there's a bottle. There's a card that you shove against it. it. The bottle kicks off that the baby's eating, I guess, cries in the middle of the night? She said like every two or (laughs) three hours. Maybe we need one. Honestly, though, this baby sounds like great training for a lot of people thinking about having kids. Yeah. So Lydia and Miguel had to play Married at First Sight Jenga. They had to do... Various intimate exercises, and Lindy took her first body shot. Question, is a body shot on the body, like the shot is in the belly button, or is it in a shot glass on the belly? I've never seen the shot glass on the body, although that seems more clean. I don't want to, (laughs) no offense, but I'm not trying to take a shot out of a guy's linty belly button. Well, honestly, the belly buttons are tiny, so like, what are you really drinking? So, okay. Well, I don't think that's the 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 point. Right, right. You want to get intimate. You want to touch. It's all about the touch. Yeah. Okay, but I'm I'm dropping points on Lindy. She basically grabbed the shot glass and didn't even drink it. Like, she was holding the (laughs) glass after and it was like full. So, no, I don't count that as taking your first body shot. No, she did the motion of it. They do their question jar with the baby present. And then we see. I guess Miguel sleeps naked or things were happening. Okay, but apartment think- cam has footage of Miguel. They were either getting <laughs> freaky and the baby starts crying, which, you know, true life. Or this man just sleeps booty naked. <laughs> Ass naked. What if they're just doing Miguel dirty? And Balls he wears, to the sun. Oh my God. And he wears like tidy whities and they're just like, let's just blur it. Eh, maybe I could see him be a tidy whitey person. I just can't get over the fact that this footage does exist, though. The apartment camp? Yeah. God. Wait, so are we doing a vote? Does Miguel wear tidy whities or does he sleep butt naked? I think he sleeps butt naked. I would, okay, I'm, go- I'm going for butt naked as well. Okay. Not that it matters. I mean, technically, you are in your home. 
When we start Mitch and Kristen's section, we see that Mitch is getting advice from his neighbor. I was very curious about this relationship. They hung out a lot during the pandemic, but was she even invited to the wedding or in like the housewarming party? Do we we're getting more of this. For example, Nate with his lady friend who's never come no, back. No, that's what I was going to say. You notice she's never come back. Mitch so we cut her out. Randomly is calling his neighbor who they might have poked before. And then he called his brother once and never called him again. Maybe his brother didn't give him good enough advice. Maybe not. We find out that Mitch is too humorous in the bedroom. I wonder, does he make funny noises? Does he try to be a comedian so he's making jokes about things? Because <laughs> I think it was Rewind and Recap Podcasts. I can't remember if it was CC or Princess, but one of them said, I don't need you making jokes so I'll get in my back blown out. <laughs> <laughs> I could not fucking contain myself. But yeah, Mitch, I'm sorry, man. There's times to be funny. There's times to be passionate and in love. I think you should be able to be free and have fun. But I think it totally depends on what's happening. Is it at the start? Is it at the end? Like where? Because sometimes you don't need all that. For example, your joke was that he made a Wookiee sound. Not needed. Ever. It start or end. <laughs> in my mind, that'd be the funniest fucking thing. Because she wouldn't reveal, Kristen wouldn't reveal what it was. She's a sweetheart for She's that. Out of respect for Mitch, She's I'm just so not nice. gonna. I'm just not gonna mention what it was. Oh God. She's so sweet for doing that because she could have dragged this man. Mitch said that he doesn't want to be confined to a box and that this affected him. It kind of affects his self conscious almost. And I refuse to accept that, and I'm not letting that happen because. He told Kristen that he is not attracted to her and then proceeded to try to have sex with her. No. So Kristen no, no, says, no. Just, just don't make jokes while we're poking that, and yeah, don't I, tell me I'm unattractive. <laughs> it's, it's just that easy. They're meeting with Dr. Pia and they play a game where they ask questions of each other via a stack of cards. When they got to the hero heroine question, you are kind of a Mitch. You, this, that's exactly where your head went. So Mitch was trying to gauge, Kristen was mentioning her mom and how successful she is in life, probably in family and in, in her career and how she just looked up, looks up to her. But then Mitch is saying, well, you mentioned a lot of things in like present tense or like the now, but were you thinking that when you were a kid? Because the question was like, who was your hero or heroine when you were a child? And Kristen's basically like, why the fuck do you have to say that? Like, can't my fucking answer just be my answer? But and agreed. I th- but I, oh, I get it. I get it. But maybe my mind works like Mitch. I'm like, well, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like, but what if when you're a kid, you're like, ah, oh, I fucking hate my parents. I don't let me do anything. Like, so you have a different, like a hero, a different, like an athlete or maybe an uncle or an aunt. Yeah, I know. I was just, I know I'm in the wrong because I'm a Mitch, but I just had the same thought. Just too logical for your own good sometimes. Just gotta let it go. It doesn't matter if it's logical. It doesn't matter if it makes sense because it's someone's emotion. You can tell they have these things happen to them a lot. Yeah. Just just the way totally. they're just the way they're reacting and how they communicated about it. I think because Kristen is putting so much into this and everything she has is to make Mitch happy, the fact that he's trying to dog her for this one answer, it fucking killed her. Pretty much the amount of work she's putting in when Mitch tries to i don't know question something she's like you have no fucking room to talk shut your fucking mouth yeah <laughs> they do the question jar on the beach 
I don't want to get too into it, but there were sex positions talked about, the reasons of enjoyment, and cuddles, which was also really uncomfortable for me. Like, okay, fellas, no woman on this planet, well, no, there's some fetishes, I won't get into that. The majority of women on this planet do not want to be told mama or anything in relation when you're cuddling, okay? Just don't do that. No, we can't, we can't speak the same for guys because there's some weirdo dudes that like to be called daddy. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's where I was kind of going. So I'm like, no, there's some fetishes. That's fine. But I'm just saying if you don't know someone really well, don't fucking do what Mitch did. Okay, just to go back to the superhero thing. In Kristen's mind, she's like, this motherfucker just picked the last action hero and I'm over here picking my mom. What the fuck? Yeah, can you? <laughs> no. And she didn't dog on him? Nope. A lot happened with Nate and Stasha this week. They met with Dr. Pia, and they wanted to talk about tips on developing more trust. We find out that Stasha has to fact check everything, which I didn't realize her tendencies went that hard. I wouldn't like this personality. No. I'm more of a Nate. Like, I trust human beings. I trust people I meet. If you lie to me or if you wrong me, like, yeah, okay, now, like, I have reasons not to trust you, but you haven't given me a reason to not trust you. Dr. Pia brings up an amazing question for Stasha. She asks, is there a connection between trust and control? That's a great fucking question. I think that hit her like a ton of bricks because she just smiles, sighs, and says maybe. The way they've been presenting Stasha this whole time is she's very calculated. Her life's planned out. Her career's planned out. She, she's, she says she's a get-it-done type of gal. Like, I don't fucking waste time. I'm there to do the job and, like... Boom, boom, boom. I'm good. So the fact that almost like there's something that she can't control or is out of her control a la Nate, it's almost like, is that thing over there safe? Dr. Pia assigns them an exercise where Stasha will have to completely rely on Nate. And I didn't know Lifetime got down like this. I thought we were going to do some trust fall shit. I, it was a lot. I took there no was, notes on this. There's some scenes... <laughs> I'm like, Lifetime, oh my god. Okay, also a complete missed opportunity. There should have been like an AdamandEve.com deal between Lifetime or with Nate and Stasha because mm. it blew up on the internet and people yep. were like, where can I get that sling? There needed to be Your like a big, tr- like a sign. QR code on the screen. People can walk up to their TV, get the direct link. I'm just saying. So people were trying to get freaky. Yes. Hmm. I'm just saying, missed opportunity. Definitely missed opportunity. Married at first sight collab, Adam and Eve, just saying. Okay, so we did watch a little bit of the after party, and at one point, good lord, Stasha is so much more open than I could be. She just openly says, I like my feet sucked. Well, no, you didn't have to mention it, but she's like, oh, there's stuff that wasn't even aired. Let me tell you, let me break it down for you. Yes, and so then we get the footage of her hopping, wash one foot off. Then we proceed to see Nate uh, getting down on the toes, and boy, that is not for me. <laughs> You're anti-anything feet. I have an anti-foot fetish. Can you please just don't even, don't even just pay attention socks. to them? Just wear socks. Can you just wear socks? Can you wear socks? <laughs> You're wearing flip-flops? Cover, cover them Oh, up. yeah. If Oh, mm, okay. <laughs> Real turn off. Fellas, do what you want. Don't do whatever I'm saying. I just don't like a guy in flip-flops. You don't like Slides, toes exposed. sure, if we have to. Crocs are on the border, but yes. Oh, I- they are accepted. <laughs> They're only accepted because I love you and I don't want to be controlling and an asshole, but I don't like Crocs. 
But I, I'll let you wear them. I am a fan. I've been converted. My niece gave me some Crocs for my birthday. Tie-dye Crocs. I'm in it. I'm there. But do you have to wear them every single day to every single event outside of the house? Oh, yeah. Until it gets too cold to wear them, I'm rocking them. No, you're going to fucking start wearing socks with them. I already know you are. Yes. Oh, that <sighs> sounds great. So just just a lot with Nate and Stasha this week. They're They're doing fine. We have no issue with intimacy, I feel like. They're both very open to what the other person wants. We didn't even talk about Mitch and Kristen putting a pause on um Oh, we didn't? Sex. Oh. But first of all, it's, it's weird that they gave them a... Okay, this could be said for a lot of the couples. Sorry, we're going back a little bit. But it's weird that they're giving them these intimacy type of um, activities when a lot of them have... Are they not having sex? I should say a lot of them, like half of them. Well, more than half, because if you count Ben and uh, Morgan... We don't count them on okay. anything. <laughs> A lot of them are either not having sex or they've, they've agreed like we're putting a pause on intimacy. But intimacy is not only sex. With Nate and Stasha, it is. So they got those physical items. Lindy and Miguel had physical items. But you have to think Mitch and Kristen had no physical assignments given to them. They simply had to be emotionally intimate. So I think that's where they were going with that. Now, Mitch and Kristen did put a pause on sex because... Kristen just, I really think that turned her, like, she is not feeling close to him anymore. Man. In the girls get together, she does address it. So we'll talk about that later, but. I mean, I think I'm pretty sure I remember saying only two couples make it and they're not one of them that I put on my I do list. Oh, Mitch and Kristen? Yeah, I think you're right. Though I think I was a little more hopeful for them than you are. Anything else with Nate and Stasha? It was a lot. You do you. I'm just saying they missed a great collab. No, the swing does look cool, though. I can see how people want to get one. <laughs> well, it seems so effortless, doesn't it? it does. Like, it seems way more effortless than I imagined. Do you think this is an Airbnb? Just side note. Where did they find this? Is it specifically for this type of exercise, or did they pick some nice winery Airbnb, and then they just turned it into this dungeon? Vote is for Airbnb? That's what I was thinking. I don't think this place exists solely for this activity. Yeah, correct your intimacy. We have a swing on the door. Okay, let's just go into them because we slightly already touched on them. Alexis and Justin. Oh boy. Their scene starts out with just arguing. It's right before Dr. Pia comes in. And even when she comes in, she says, you guys were real loud. I could hear you down the hall. He's like, no, that's just how we talk. I got my southern draw or whatever. But no, they were in a straight argument. Okay, I'm in the minority warning to everyone. I know that. I will try to be open to everyone's opinions. I I already know I'm in the minority. So Alexis goes out every weekend. It sounds like on a Friday or Saturday night, she does go clubbing every weekend, but she does say it's not always clubbing. Maybe brunch sometime. Regardless, it's a two-hour period where she'll hang out with her friends once a week, whenever that may be. I don't think that's bad. I think that's fine. Why does her whole life have to be dedicated to this man? Is everyone making this a big deal because it's such a short, condensed amount of time where you have to make this huge decision? Or does everyone really feel like she needs to be home all the time? I get it. It's a short window of time to get to know somebody. I would imagine they are together so much during the week and obviously most weekends. I think two hours is not a lot. I agree. I mean, that's like, okay. So you have basketball, you have soccer, you have random friend meetups, you have barbecues every month with a certain group of people. I can't imagine saying, you have to stay home with me. That's that's not on me then. Well, or excuse me, that's not on you then. That's right. You know, you know, there's 
I know there's couples out there that are like, well, if my significant other doesn't want to come, I'll just stay home. And I'm like, mm. fuck, man. You like, no, go do your thing. Like, if they want to like sit at home and fucking chill and watch the game or a movie, like, fuck them. Just okay, have fun there, and I'm gonna go hang out with my gals or whatever. I wish I had a cooler story, but on your sports nights, it, I'm deep cleaning the house. Like, you're out. You're not gonna bug me. I'm. Those floorboards are getting scrubbed. It's not cool. Okay, but of course. The action does matter. So clubbing every weekend, even if it is two hours, not great. But I I still give her a grain of salt here because she did invite him and he chose not to go. He kind of just mentions that like that's not really my scene anymore. Yeah. So I'm torn because yes, agreed. If you're married, you shouldn't be at the club all the time. I don't don't like that Justin kind of questions the club scene because it'd be different if your significant other goes to the club, has some drinks, hangs out with their friends, guys or gals, whatever it may be. But if they go out to a club and act single at the club, yeah. it's much more different than you are at the club hanging out with your friends. But the big difference is neither one of them are secure with this relationship. Well, mostly Justin, let's be honest. I think, I Alexis think, is over it. So I think Justin, the fact that it, it, he they were kind of focusing on the club is he's not, he doesn't feel safe in the relationship. So do you think it is club every time or other things? Because I don't she think mentioned so. brunch too. She, yeah, Alexis herself mentioned that it's, it's not always a club. It's like going out to get food. Like I don't. Justin didn't dispute that. I don't think that's an issue. I don't know. I just feel like it's healthy to not be with each other 24-7. They even mentioned later in the episode their definition of fun is very different. But do you think in this very short window you should give it your all like, I can go to the club after this whole show's over. It's eight weeks. Like, should I be just be trying to get to know this person, do all kinds of different activities to get to know what we sync up, like, what are we enjoy? There's that. I get when people, they could be on that side of it of like, no, they should be trying to get to know each other, like, all the fucking time. They only have two months. Which is totally valid. I mean, agreed. You do have eight weeks, even less than that together, because a chunk of that was a wedding and honeymoon. So you do need to figure out if you even like this person and want to spend time with them. So if you're already trying to escape, probably not a great, not a great energy to be putting out there. But I just think like, think of a long term relationship, like you're not with someone 24 seven. But I mean, we will always fall back on or at least I will have you're totally right. There is it's a very short amount of time you should figure out if you even like the person, which she doesn't. Oh, no. Dr. Pia comes in, they're finally getting down to it, they're talking, they're exchanging what the issue was. It's basically the same thing, like, they don't understand each other, right? When someone's talking, like, they don't hear the other person. And then Alexis' voice and her response and the tone, it's almost like, it was almost like a breakup conversation. So, Dr. Pia comes in, they sit down, we're talking about this. I love Dr. Pia, I think she's a wonderful addition to the experts. I think she has great advice, but... I do agree a little bit with Alexis that they did kind of dog on her. We didn't really talk about Justin too much and about what he could be changing. Granted, Alexis is the one that's done with the relationship. But I mean, and we also have to think this show's notoriously edited to make storylines. So this follows that storyline. But I didn't love that everything that they showed us was just questioning her ability to be a wife. Granted, clubbing all the time isn't great, but I'm just saying I would have liked a little bit more. We're touching on all issues, not just this one, I guess. One thing that happened a little bit before Dr. Pia got there was Alexis is basically saying, I think you're questioning 
the turn up. Like I can go out <laughs> Tuesday to Saturday, yeah. you know, be at work just fine. And I was like, why are you trying to elevate like how much like, oh, you think this is bad, but this, yeah, is, that this, is, great. this is what it could be. I was like, that's not going to help this conversation. It's not going to help us get over it. It's not going to help us move forward. It doesn't really prove the point. Like, what? I, why I would see. you say that? We see Alexis kind of snap at Dr. Pia, kind of insist her wives talk. This is not a safe conversation. I think you're right. This is kind of her thinking, I'm tired of this just being on me. Justin's against me. Dr. P is against me. Like, I'm fucking over this conversation. You can already tell they're not a good spot. And it's almost like Dr. P is sticking to the script of like, well, the reason I came here was her intimacy. She's like, all right, I'm fucking checking out like this. I'm not fucking ready to have this conversation. Alexis says, this conversation is not conducive to my mental health. And then this is where I couldn't get on board with Alexis. Man, I'm doing a lot of Alexis defending right now, even though I know it's not right. But then she says, Newton, my baby. No, 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 we don't, no, no. Don't bring up that dog attack Newton. You can't do that right now. And then it's brought up, he's making sacrifice. He got rid of his dog. And Justin brings up, Oh, and Maya's not? As in, oh, Maya's not my baby? Like, Newton is your baby? Thank you. Thank you. This poor dog has went off to doggy prison, and we've never seen it again. Well, when Alexis is mine, Newton's way up here. Yeah. Maya's way down here. She's like, I don't fucking know that dog. Like, fucking send him to doggy Isn't prison. Isn't that crazy? Like, she cannot compare the two in her head. So here's the scene. They both say no on decision day. There's a little bit of crying by Justin. But then on the catch-up show, he's in a cool truck... Rolling through Alabama, Maya's on the passenger seat, sunset. Oh, and I do love a southern gulf sunset. During this conversation, Justin took off his ring as a symbol of how he is feeling. How did you Mm. feel about this? Mid-conversation. Therapist is sitting across from you. You take off your wedding ring. I thought it was really corny. That was really immature. It kind of shows... A little bit of weakness because instead of you working it out with me, you're going to hurt me by just like taking off your ring. I The symbolism was too much for me. If you, you have something to say, say it. Don't yeah, like, take don't... this ring off and make me like question you and prompt you. And it, no, but Dr. P again, firing away. She's like, you did that because it would hurt her or like that's kind of yeah. your way to you know, combat her. Later in the episode, we have a question jar and pole dancing by Alexis. Justin asks her, was that your first time? She says, yes. Shut up. <laughs> it was Girl, not. you know you'd be in that club, <laughs> yeah. getting on that, that pole. What okay. club doesn't have a pole? Stop. Okay. Okay. I thought she really got hurt when she <laughs> fell. I was like, oh my God, you could like break your arm or your wrist or something. I also thought that was weird though. Why would you do that? When you're not being intimate. It's all the mind fucks. That shit yes. was weird. You don't want to be intimate. You do not allow almost any intimacy, not even physical. Apparently when Justin like brings it up, he yes. is shut. There's a wall. Oof. Yes. No. And no. then you're, it's a little bit of a tease. Is she doing it because she has to for the experiment or? Oh, right. Because the show was like, hey, we're going to put this pole here. Yeah. we got to shoot a scene. I think that's giving her too much credit. I think she... The mental gymnastics. This is a very smart woman. Alexis is so smart. I'll say it all the time. Half of the time, I don't know what she's arguing about. I can't imagine being Justin. I'm an, I'm an asshole, but sometimes, like, the tone she uses. Oh, I it, hate it. It is, like. I hate it. Not like she's speaking to you like you're a child, but just, like, like I'm, I'm smarter than you. I'm going to break this down. It's, like, over your head. Like, just shut up. 
Uh, and I'm going to use these very that. therapy talk on you. Yeah, I, I don't that. love it. Or she'll do something like, I'm sorry, Justin, how did I offend you? Oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I am apologetic. Like, what? <laughs> it's not a real conversation at that point. Exactly. exactly. I'm like, that wasn't real. You're just like, talk like a robot and then apologize. And I don't feel the apology. It's just like, like the dinner scene that happened in the dinner scene when. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to go backwards. Then we have blindfolded truths. And oh, boy, this was the first time I saw someone be broken up with a blindfold on. This was it. This was her goodbye letter to him. There is nothing more to talk about as far as I'm concerned. You, they could have their decision day right now. Like, this is it. Is anyone going to be at the couple's retreat? Oh, my God. I forgot about it. I'm so excited. It's going to be so good. It, just show me the house of fighting couples at this point. You got young people meeting strangers, getting married, alcohol, half of them having issues. Yeah. I'm ready for it. So during this blindfolded section, this is the first time that Justin really brings up Maya, how he feels and how he feels almost dismissed by Alexis. Is he scared of Alexis? Absolutely. Because in some ways, the blindfold also takes you away, removes you from the person. It gave him a shield from her. And then Alexis puts on the blindfold. She loves his family. It's been good. No matter what happens. She doesn't regret this. Oh, okay. We, I get it. Like Justin should just know what this means. Man, do you think they're going to make it in the same apartment the whole way through? Oh, that's hard. I say yes, because neither one of them wants to be the person that left. They both want to be seen in a good light, I think. Okay, follow up. Do you think Ben is still in the apartment? I think he is. Or do they just show up to film? That's a very good point, but I think he is. Honestly, he, he, they did show him as a, a penny saver kind of person. Yeah. So oh, I, hell I can, yeah. I can totally mention he like cut, ended his lease and was Moved like, his stuff back to yeah, his mom's. Yeah. So he doesn't have to pay okay. bills right now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I believe that. Okay. Then we cut to an apartment cam. There's loud yelling. We hear, why didn't you tell me? Everything is so damn hard. The producer is doing more work than the fucking extras right now. She's not paid enough. Hell no. 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 If I'm a producer on a show, it is not my job to play therapist and get between arguing couples. Give this woman a raise. In all honesty, they spend so much time with the couples. They actually probably have some type of relationship. Absolutely. Alexis says it's been so different since she told Justin she doesn't want to be married to him. No shit. (laughs) Usually guys aren't super excited to hear that. They're still arguing about her feeling like Justin is taking her away from her friends. And Alexis says maybe they're just not compatible. Then we get into like the intimacy arguing. And Alexis says, just because I won't sleep with you, you'd feel like I don't want you. Which, I mean, that would be a type of rejection. But I wonder if it's more ways than just sleeping together. I think so. Sort of like... Being cute on a couch or something, you know, yeah. and getting shut down. Well, I think Justin also takes her going out as rejection. Like, yeah, I'd rather go spend time with my friends because yes. you're not that fun. Okay, I can see that. They calm down. They sit down to talk to each other. And I feel like this is where Alexis is also doing that voice again. And I can't stand it. Talk to me how you were just yelling at me. Give me that same tone and volume. Just because you see the camera in front of you, do not talk to me in this calm tone. I feel like a lot of folks do that on this show, though. They're trying to save face. You know, they're being presented to everyone in, in, you know, in the world, essentially. Then we have Morgan and Ben meeting with Dr. Pia. There was just nothing to take from this. I mean, Morgan cannot admit fault anywhere. And no one can hold her accountable. 
And no one can try to help Ben get the tools to understand emotions and how to cope with this, either himself or in a way if he wants to talk to Morgan, in a way she wants to be talked to, I don't know. But no one is helping anyone, and all of these segments are pointless. Yeah, I don't know why they trying to make it like they can be something. Like, it's already over. If anything, yeah. you should just help them uh, put themselves back together and then be ready for the next relationship after this. A word that is used to describe what is happening is vindictive. And I don't think that's the correct word at all in terms of what Ben is doing. So I didn't like that word. And so when Ben asks, can you define that? Like, how are you, what do you mean in this situation? I mean, I agree with him. It was kind of a shitty word to use. Ben opens up here and says that this is the same kind of tone and temperament that his dad has. So he shuts down when Morgan starts yelling at him, which I mean, I feel like that's pretty typical of people. No one wants to be yelled at. But you weren't a fan that they sort of glossed over that? Like, they didn't even bring that up. We didn't even pause for a second to build off of that or to expand on that at all. It would have been the perfect segue to say, hey, this is really triggering for him. So can we expand on that and see how you are being quite vindictive to him? No, instead, we're just like, yeah, Morgan, you're right. You were hurt by him. Why can no one hold her accountable? There's no way that I believe these experts have seen any footage of how Morgan has been acting. I feel like in Morgan's mind, she has to be in this sort of, I'm the victim in this mode. I think she really is. Like, she really thinks that she is the only victim here. Mm -hmm. You know what's funny? Remember back then when she dropped the rose and she's like, no, you're going to be here because you're going to, like, see how you've wronged me or something like that. And, like, Morgan, you, like, left. You, like, went to your apartment. Yeah. So you're the one not here. Ben's just chilling. I'm like, I'm just chilling in this nice apartment. Ben literally has no idea how to apologize other than the way he has already. I mean, I think he's personally apologized enough, but that's just me. I, Morgan I think, obviously does not think so. I think he's personally apologized as well. I just think he's never faced something like this in the past. No, nothing's been so intense to him to where he had to fix it, I guess. Because when you got to think of like a kid being yelled at by their father, it's not like they are then apologizing to their father or doing things to make it better. It's you kind of just accept a punishment from your parent. And so the fact that it's the same energy, but in return, his reaction has to be completely different than what it was with his father is probably really throwing him off. Now, Ben is not blameless here, and he's incredibly immature, so that's a whole other thing, but I just won't get over the tone and use of words that Morgan is doing. The conversation of another type of an apology comes up. Ben says that he'd like to give her a massage and talk about things, and I also would ben, be like, fuck no, ben, don't touch me. There is no massage, there's no touching, no. there's no nothing. He's like, I, I don't know, I, you know, massage or something. I'm like, dude. What? No, no, no. So when I talk about maturity, that falls into that. Morgan continues to cry and says that Ben has not given her a real apology, but I, she wouldn't accept any apology. There's nothing more Ben can do. Everyone needs to realize this and move on. Then we get the guys meet up where baby McGindy joins them. Mitch says something that is very alarming. and I don't feel like anyone in the group really expanded on this. But Mitch told the guys about the pause in intimacy and that he's been having a hard time thinking about being with Lindy for the rest of his life. That's your then are you in this? Yeah, but I wonder what makes him question that. Like, what, what, what has happened or what's changed that, that sort of, you know, altering your opinion? I don't think it's altered. I don't think he's ever been able to. Because 
after the honeymoon, they were talking about how they don't talk about anything over one week. I feel like a big part of this is planning for the long run. If it's going well, if not, obviously there's more urgent things going on, but I don't know. That would make me really uncomfortable to hear that. Do you think this is more storyline stuff and really there's no issues between them that they're just like, we need to make some kind of storyline? Maybe. Justin tells everyone what's been going on with Alexis going out and Nate's not wrong. Alexis is not into this. Justin also says he tries to be intimate with Alexis, but she just sits there. This is kind of contradictory to what Alexis said on the after party a few weeks ago. She said that they never had sex because he couldn't get it up. Someone's lying. Yeah. What, What does Alexis say? There's two sides to every story. During the girls' meetup, Mindy talks about how she's turned on by Miguel parenting. Morgan uh, talks about her relationship with all the girls, which I thought we couldn't do, but here we are. Stasha is right. Morgan would not accept any apology. Kristen is always trying to make things better, and I really love that about her, but at the same time, it's hard to watch. She talks about the intimacy issues, and the pause that they're on, but she says she feels like she's ready to stop putting up her walls. I don't even know. Do we support that? Do we not? You know, I think Kristen's going to end up realizing that it's just she's compromising too much to be with someone like Mitch. Yeah. Like, you know, she did her best. She put uh, all her effort in, and she just realizes, you know, this is not what I probably imagined my marriage to be like. Lindy pipes up and says that Kristen needs to teach Mitch how to not be a bitch. Is there a feud going on? Like, why are you, why do you have such strong language for everyone? Are you on one right today? Because you're doing a lot. Maybe on one, but I feel like also Lindy tries to be funny sometimes. And it's like an awkward moment of not being funny. I I try to think of it as she was like super stunted. You know, she had to deal with so much and broke out of her religion. So maybe she just doesn't realize she's being super intense sometimes. Alexis then tells the girls about her going out and starts comparing this relationship to her previous relationships, which is always a good sign. Reminiscing about the good old days is always good. Do the other gentlemen also have an issue with you going out to the club all the time? They did. They were Hmm. on Justin's side, Hmm. for sure. And I'm told, I agree clubs aren't great for married people without their partner, but at the same time, I'm like, what if it is like brunch and it's you've only been to the club like once? You know, in some ways, that argument they had was more of how do you envision yourself as a partner in a marriage? Yeah. Like, how do we define that in this? How do you define that? How do I define that? And it's clearly different for them. That would have been a great question. Like, how do you view yourself as a spouse? On the next time on, I'm going to read the description since I didn't take notes. So this is the description for the next episode. It's called The Ugly Truth. The couples have one final chance to speak with the experts as decision day draws near. Dr. Pepper, Pastor Cal, and Devon Franklin help the couples confront truths. One couple finds it difficult to continue on while another is ready to go all in. Did I miss something? Are we not doing a retreat? Wait, has there been any preview for a retreat? Well, they're saying like this is our last chance to talk to the experts. I'm like, well, are we not doing the retreat? It's almost sounded like before decision day type talk. I need to see a retreat or I'm fucking feel like a fan who has lost a piece of the show. You bring up a very good point. Maybe I'll do some sleuthing before next week. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a good weekend. Join us on Monday for Sister Wives. It'll be a good one. Thank you. Take care.